This is Zash Raymond, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. Welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. My name is Matt Wachler and the Whites are back up and running in the Championship following Saturday's victory over Blackburn Rovers at the Cottage. An absolute peach of a strike from Tom Kearney in the first half and a tapping by that man Mitro towards the closing stages of the game gave us our first three points of the season and it's a lovely feeling coming home with three points. If you thought you were confused about what formation the Whites were playing when Bobby Reid came on for Steph Joe on Saturday, then you don't even know the meaning of the word confused. Check this out. Thanks to Zesh Raymond for opening the show. Zesh came through our academy and made his first team debut in 2003, aged 19 years old. He was the first British Asian to play in the Premier League, the first to play in all four divisions and the first Pakistani international to play in England. Accolades that he should be very proud of. You can read Raymond's Q&A looking back at those achievements and his time at Fulham on our website, fulhamfocus.com. Zesh Raymond, we salute you. Joining me today is the man responsible for all the focused video content you see on social media, Matt Lampett, and the one and only Stato Matto, Matt Arter. Three Matts, and that's not Cockney rhyming slang. Confused? You should be, and we've not even started yet. Matt Lampett, I refuse to give you the obvious nickname of Lamps, but how did you find the game on Saturday? Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was a lovely game. It was, uh, you know, I'm here in the States, so I woke up and planned it all day, wore the kit, and just just got ready to go and uh just enjoyable results uh really interesting because i'm watching on 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 ffc tv the new setup with that and everything and the there's a new camera because of the work being done on the riverside so yeah it's uh it's just enjoyable you know start um you know every time we score my kids run and give me a high five so (laughs) couldn't hurry stuff lovely stuff and how was it watching off uh on ffc tv how was gentlemen jim and jamie it was brilliant. Yeah, it sounded great. I feel like uh, the quality's improved. Uh, the stream quality, I mean, back when I started watching them, there really wasn't there, but now it's uh, it sounds great. And Jim and Jamie, the best to listen to. And, you know, the, the quality was good. I know it was, it was uh, they're kind of working out the kinks still because I think the stream went down and I freaked out for a little bit there, but it, it came That's back. That's the last thing you need. Yeah. You do not want that. Okay, great stuff. And Matt Arthur. Did you enjoy the game? And I mean, the lineup. Um, your namesake, Harry Arter, made his debut. Tim Ream was back in the back four. Dennis Adoy at right back. Yep. Cart was in for AK 47. And then you had the uh, the two reads on the bench. How, how did you feel about that? Did you think that it's the right lineup? Um, I th- it was the lineup I was expecting, to be honest. You know, there was, there was well, compared to last week, yeah, like you said, Arter came in for K Mac and we had. Uh, AK-27 coming for AK-47 and really I think it was a more balanced team than, than what it was last week um, we'll come on to Arthur in a minute because he was fantastic yesterday um, but I think he was just a more well-rounded team than what it was last week Yeah and what about you Matt Lampett did, did you think that it was the right lineup, or did you think maybe K-Mac was unlucky to be dropped 
Yeah, so I did the the uh, the opposition focus this week, and uh, I put I've got everybody right except I put Christy in place of a doy. So I felt like it was the right lineup. It's what we wanted to see. It's what we saw against uh, against Barnsley. We saw Knockart taking on players, and that's he basically picked up where he left off. And then you know I, I feel like I, I was curious of what the formation was. It looked like a a four three three to a four two three one, but in all honesty, it could have been you know four one four one for all I know, but it, it didn't matter at the end of the day. It was it was pretty brilliant. Yeah, um, something that struck me actually was there were some good performances from well, there were the team played well and there was some everybody had a good game pretty much. But it struck me that players like Johansson, Tom Kearney, Tim Ream, they all struggled last season in the Premier League, but they all looked right at home again yesterday. And Tim Ream was back back to his usual self that we that we came to know in the Championship. Just makes me think: Are these players just always going to be really good Championship players, but always going to struggle at a higher level if we ever get there again? What do you think, Stato? Um, I think uh, for Tim Ream, uh, he's what thirty three now, I think. Um, so he's getting on a bit, and I think the Championship is very much his level, but. He's he's really good at that level, let's be honest. And I think that the Premier League is probably just a step too far for him. Similarly with Steph Joe, I think that his technical ability maybe isn't up to Premier League standards. But again, in the Championship, he can perform quite well and quite adequately. Tom Kearney, however, I think last year he did get you know a bit harshly treated. He was paid out of position, wasn't paid at all. So, you know, I think he definitely is a Premier League quality player. He just didn't get to uh, showcase it as much as he could have done last year. So coming back down to the Championship and, you know, scoring worldies and, you know, playing a great game, I think that's just pretty standard TC for us now. Yeah. And just going back to the defence as well, maybe our defensive situation isn't as bad as everybody made out that it was but because we haven't signed any players. We do have some players who are proven at this level. We, you know, we've got Ream um, and Alfie Mawson as well. Who, uh, if we can keep him fit, maybe maybe our defense isn't actually that bad. What do you think, Matt Lampett? Yeah, I feel like you know when we were looking at defenders, and you know, I definitely wanted to sign somebody just for the for the sake of you know for us to kind of just make that happen and just have a, a, a new defender because we've all everybody knows we want a center back, but at the same time, Ream was our player of the season you know, in yeah. our promo season. And so I feel like he would be adequate. And 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 like Stato said, he's pretty much, you know, at that level, that championship level. He's been there for a number of years. He's gone through the, you know, the the balance of adjusting to the to that league um, from playing left back to playing left center back and finding his home. He's, you know, he's getting up there in age. But I feel like him and Mawson, I saw a couple of times in the match, they just started like high-fiving each other. So there's a real chemistry that's being built there. And having Arter right in, in front of them both is really going to pay dividends in the end of the day. Yeah, I, we're, we're going. Sorry, Matt. I was going to say, I would agree with that notion. And, with Ream particularly, it's all very odd. You know, it's people forget that he was indeed our player of the year two seasons ago, and then he had some weird, mysterious back injury, and then he just right. in the Premier League he was just a completely different player. So it's kind of nice to see him back, you know, as the player that we knew when we got promoted, and you yeah. know, like to have Mawson to have Mawson rather than Adoy or Kalas next to him. You know, it's it's not that bad, is it? I think they're just lacking confidence a bit and. You know, I think that confidence will come the more games they play together. 
Yeah, they, they've got to get to know each other a bit better because I, I don't know how many games they played together last season, but if that's going to be our first choice pairing, um, then yeah, they, they'll get to know each other's game pretty quickly. That being said, yesterday, the start of the game was almost the worst possible start because we were almost behind within like 20 seconds, I think, Matt Lampett. Oh, I know. It was just how it happened. It's just a, a push out to the to the right side. Brian was overloaded on that side. I didn't see Cav drop back. I think Johansson was dropping back. And then, of course, opposite side, back post. And, you know, I, on that exact moment, because I was already hesitant with the doy in general just because of last year and, and kind of how he's makes some some odd brain fleeting decisions he was he ducked on the header instead of jumping forward and, and trying to head it away I was confused again and then of course the the player behind him headed the ball almost into the goal so that was yeah. that you know my heart skipped a beat on that one yeah I think uh, I think we all joined you on that one for sure um but we grew into the game and we we started playing some nice short passes quick passes there's a lot of passing around at the back and there's a there's a new rule in the premier not in the premier league sorry just in in football um this season where the ball doesn't have to go out of the penalty area from a goal kick so uh defenders can come and get the ball off the goalkeeper within the area and we use we used that quite a bit yesterday it does make me worry a little bit about um making defensive mistakes and giving the ball away in, in that area but generally i think we're we're starting to see um scott parker put his own stamp on this team now what do you think stato yeah definitely um the new rule change is quite interesting uh experienced it myself this morning actually I've had a Sunday league game and I'm a goalkeeper and suddenly my centre-backs are coming towards me and obviously Sunday league is very unorganised but you know for a professional team like Fulham you can see that they you know had drills and they had they've been training on playing it out from the back like that and I think that's kind of the way that Parker would like to play um, compared to you know what it was like under Slav um, you know Slav ball was you know very nice and slick and I think some of that has been taken out a bit by Parker. I think he wants a more industrial workman-like team. And that comes out at an expense of playing this lovely football. But, you know, maybe that's what we needed. Maybe that's what we need a bit more, um, especially in the championship. Yeah, it certainly looks like as well that we're looking to play passes quickly out, out wide and pick out Knockhart and Caballero to, to try and feed the ball into Mitrovic. Um, how did you feel the wingers did, Matt Lampett? Did you did you think they had a good game? Personally, I thought Knockout was excellent. Cavalero not not as brilliant, um, kind of quite quiet, but Knockout certainly really set the standard for me. I agree a hundred percent. Knockout just scares the living daylights out of you. You know, running at you, I can't. You know that left foot. You know he's going to his left side, but then yeah. he'll cut and he'll wrong foot you. Um, I don't know how how he does it. It just keeps the ball so close, and he should have bagged. I think one or two. He had one in the first half, and then one in the second half. And he, you can see, he's so passionate and and so direct. I think we've needed that for a long time on that right flank. I know usually we have, you know, we had AK forty seven last week, but you know, with AK sometimes you just worry about like if he can even control the ball long enough to take on a player. But with AK or you know with um with Knockhart, he just he really does knock it about very beautifully and and what i also like about him too and i didn't know too much about this originally but his defensive work rate is outstanding um in terms of caballero uh, yeah i think i think he's still getting into the swing of things i, I think he he did um 
he did drop back, but I don't think he helped Brian enough in enough occasions. I don't know if Parker has that set up that way to for him to stay higher and make Steph Joe drop back. But there are times in which I think he he got to have some tight situations. But we I don't think we've seen the best from him just yet. But I I feel like we have to kind of keep sending him up and keep seeing what he's capable of. Yeah, I really felt like Knockout deserved the goal as well. I, I I thought he was going to get one. He's got this insatiable enthusiasm as well, and not only is he constantly chasing lost causes and running at players and cutting back and and trying to find angles for passes and for shots, but there was a moment yesterday where I think we had a corner at the Hammersmith end because we we were shooting towards the Hammersmith end in the first half, which is all, alarm bells are always ringing when that happens. Um, but he kind of got the ball and ran towards the corner, and then he looked over at the Hammersmith and waved his arms. It's like, come on! So you know, he's definitely going to be a real fans' favourite this season. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And if we just compare it to, you know, when we got promoted last year, about this point last year, I think we we're probably starting with Shea Joe and Cabana out on the wings, and to now have you know players like Cavaliero and Knockart, that's just a big improvement, isn't it? It's just a lot. I just feel like we're in a lot, we're in a much better position attacking-wise than what we were two years ago in the championship. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, so let, let's come on to the first goal then. Fantastic strike from Kearney. Uh, Arta held off his man and kind of flipped the ball to Kearney, and Kearney just had the freedom of Craven Cottage. And okay, he he picked out a perfect shot and it curled away from the goalkeeper straight into the top corner. But I don't think we score that goal in the Premier League because he would, just wouldn't have been left unmarked. So just goes to show the, the difference in quality, which everybody knows about between the Championship and the Premier League. Um, but I think that was the, the first time we were the beneficiaries of it this season. Yeah, yeah, I think we were. Um, and I think you're right. It does go to show the difference in the Premier League and the Championship. In the Premier League, either Arta doesn't get the space to turn and play the pass to Kearney or Kearney doesn't get the space to, you know, take that shot and you know it, it wouldn't go in you know a team like Blackburn they're just a solid championship t- team and you know I think this is what we're going to be coming up against coming up against a lot more and you know if we compare like we did yes uh, if we can compare like we did yesterday I think that you know we're always going to be the team that always you know has that slight bit of extra quality that the other team doesn't have yeah absolutely and for you, Matt Lampett, is that Tom Kearney's best goal to date? Oh, man, that that's up there in terms of distance. Uh, yeah. still have to say Leeds at home is probably the most iconic. Uh, or, yeah. of course, Wembley. But, yeah, from, from at home, yeah, it's it was pretty pretty incredible strike. And I agree with what Stato said. It's like you play against Blackburn. And, and the thing is, they they were pretty high pressure from the get-go. I mean, that's Mitro. You know, he's got bruises. Um, you know, from Adarabio and, and Williams, I'm sure. But the they let off for just a little bit there, let Arter spin away and pass the ball uh, to to Kearney. And he has time to set up his strike, and it's a brilliant strike. But, you know, they let up for just a little bit, and that was enough that we needed to kind of prove that quality. Yeah, yeah. So fantastic goal to, uh, to mark our return uh, at the Craven, at Craven Cottage to the, to the championship for sure. Um, so the, the, then the second half, we kind of rallied a bit. There was a good chance of knockout he made for himself. So he put one over the bar. Then, of course, the second goal came with about 10 minutes of the game left when Joe Bryan, of all people, burst into the penalty area, 
squared the ball and Mitrovic tapped home. Again, I don't think we score that goal in the Premier League, but I guess we have to forget about the Premier League because we're not there anymore. And we just have to appreciate the, the goals when we get them. Um, great to see the big man get off the mark so early, uh, Stato. Yeah, it was great to see Mitro finally score. I, I can't remember when his last goal was, to be honest. Um, Bournemouth. It would have been Bournemouth away, would I think. Bournemouth, but, yeah, Bournemouth yeah. away. Which, yeah, of course, the penalty. Um, so, you know, was, I think he needed to get that goal as well, just to get him off the mark. And I think that, obviously, we've got new signings coming in, like Bobby Reid, um, who, you know, if Mitro doesn't score after a few games, people might be calling for Mitro to get dropped for Reid, which, you know, won't happen now. And I think Mitro will just go from strength to strength now, and I can pretty, I can see I can see the goals coming a lot now from Mitro, to be honest. Well, how about a, a prediction? How many do you think he's going to get this season? Ooh, twenty-five. Yeah, that's the that's the magic number I had in my mind as well. What about you, Matt Lampett? How wow. many goals for Mitro? For Mitro, the way the way he's striking, I mean, he is a target. That is for sure. Um, but when he gets in the box, there's, you know, he can do no wrong. So yeah, I'd agree. I, I'm going to say 25 as well. Why not? Yeah. I mean, he almost scored a fantastic own goal yesterday at the Putney end in the first half. That's quite <laughs> yeah. low. What was going on then? If that had flown in. I, I yeah. He's covering for a doy on that one. Man, yeah, that's right. That's how the replay, he was covering for a, a doy lost his man out of nowhere and Mitro cleared it away with his left foot and he turns around and almost I thought he was going to hit a doy. <laughs> yeah. he, he was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Penny for doy's thoughts. Yeah. So, okay. So 25 for Mitrovic. Do you think anybody in the, in the squad is capable of challenging him to be top scorer this season? Or do you think it's just written in the stars for Mitro that he'll be our top scorer this season? Um, I would expect Mitro to be top scorer without a doubt. Um, but other players like Bobby Reed, like Kearney, like Knockup, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them got into double figures, you know, like the 10 to 15 mm. range. Yeah. AK-47, he might he might pop up with a few, depends how he's feeling, but... Yeah, well, he's, nowhere yeah. The, he's, he's nowhere near the squad for me at the moment. We'll, we'll come on to AK-47 in a minute. Um, talk, talking of Bobby Reed, though, when, when he came on, I could not for the life of me work out what formation we were playing or where he was playing. Um, it looked like he came on because he came on for Stefan Johansson with about half an hour ago. looked like he came on and played in central midfield for a bit. And then Harrison Reed came on for Cavalero with about 10 minutes to, to go and Bobby Reed went to play on the right at the front three. Then Maxine Lamarchon came on for knockout with five or six minutes left. Was that a switch to 5-3-2? I have no idea. It was, it was quite confusing. Matt Lampett, enlighten me. What was going on? Yeah, so as soon as Steph Joe came off, it looked like Reed uh, basically sat right behind Mitro and, and Kearney dropped back a bit um, from what I could tell. So basically they're playing just right off each other and then Knockhart and, and Cav on, on the opposite sides of, of Reed. But I think you're right. I think when uh, Le Marchand came on, I think it became a five, like a five three two, 3 um, because... Um, yeah, I think we played Reed and uh, and Mitro up top. It was a bit of a bit of a weird change for Parker to make, considering we were one 0 up at the time, and then to throw in another striker for Steph Joe. Um, I mean, it worked. Hey, we won the match; it's all good. But yeah, it was just a bit of a weird one, to be honest. So Harry Arter made his debut. He's coming for Kevin McDonald. 
Do you think that Harry Arter is now the defensive midfielder, first choice defensive midfielder in this team? Or do you think Harrison Reid will take over that role? Certainly looks like Kevin McDonald is going to be more of a bit part player this season. What do you think, Matt Arter? Um, well, I think it's a bit much to say that K-Mac will be a bit part player. has only been two games in, but obviously off being dropped for a new signing straight away isn't a good sign for K-Mac. You know, we, we all love K-Mac, but he's you know, getting on a bit now and he's not as quick as he once was. He's a great you know, defensive player to bring on towards the end of the game. Between Arta and Reed, I think Arta probably has that little bit more. We haven't seen much of Reed yet, but you know, from looking up his stats and everything, he likes to put a tackle in and he's probably a bit less technically gifted than Arta. I think long term, I wouldn't mind seeing both of them in the lineup together with Kearney in front of them, um, with maybe Steph Joe coming off the bench every now and then. Yeah. Well, the first thing that struck me, I know Harry Arter had an excellent game yesterday, potentially man of the match, certainly a contender. But the first thing that struck me, and I think I posted it to you guys in the um, in the in the WhatsApp group, was is it potentially something that could, in the longer term, unsettle the squad having having the manager's brother-in-law as one of the first team players? Because imagine there's there's a problem within the team and the players want to talk about it. You've potentially got somebody who would just go and report back to the manager. What do you think, Matt Lampert? Do you think that's a non-issue or do you think it's it could be an issue at some point? You know, I'm not sure. I feel like I feel like I have trust in, in Parker's team. I feel like we experienced so much drama last season that maybe that was the worst of it. And I think that all that drama and, of course, relegation brought a lot of the you know players who are still on closer together and i think i think you're going to see a lot more camaraderie overall like i don't think you're going to have like the you know the decision by ream or something like that you know interviewing with sky sports or anything i don't think there'll be that i don't think barker will allow that and i think that was what was missing last season is that there was just no off the field camaraderie um as tight as i think it's a lot tighter now so i don't believe It'll be an issue, but it, if it does, it'll, it'll definitely be awkward. But I feel like we've got some strong enough personalities there that kind of know, you know, to to approach it with professionalism. Arter seems very professional. It seems, you know, kind of get get the work done, get get the job done, and you know, I, I think that'll kind of resonate a little bit more within the team. Okay. Um, the only other thing I wanted to touch upon before we go to the quiz is. AK-47 was completely dropped out of the squad. And I've kind of had in my head, I, I thought we're going to have quite an attacking bench this season. But when I looked at it yesterday, aside from Bobby Reed, it wasn't overwhelmingly attacking. Um, and I think it was you, uh, Stato, that said, do we need both Kevin McDonald and Harrison Reed on the bench with Harry Arter on the pitch? Is there a need for two defensive midfielders on the bench? Yeah, so you know when I saw the starting lineup, we had Steph, Joe, we had Arter in midfield with Kearney, and then you know in the subs, like you said, we had Reed and Kmac. And assuming that Kmac and Reed will play similar roles this year, you know, did we really need both them on the bench? I, I don't think we did. Or you know, alternatively, Harrison Reed can apparently play right back. So do we need both him and Cyrus Christie on the pitch mm-hmm. on on the bench? Sorry. And you can see what Parker was going for. He wanted two defensive subs, two midfield subs, and two attacking subs. But, you know, you look at the attacking subs we had, we had Bobby Reed and Floyd, Floyd Aite. You know, it would have been nice to have an extra option, you know, have have the Cabano on the bench or AK-47. So it, w- it was a bit of an odd one. 
But personally, I would, I would have loved to see more attacking options, really. Well, in, in terms of AK-47, how does Scott Parker manage him from here? Personally, I'd manage him out the door. Um, but we've got him until at least January. I think he's too much of a disruptive influence and he's too unpredictable and too volatile. What do you think, Matt Lampert? Do you think there's a route back into this squad for him? Uh, I think it'll be really tough. I kind of agree with you. He's he's definitely a little volatile. Kind of, you just never know what's going to happen. Like I said, you know, against Barnsley, you just didn't know what his touch was going to bring. And the thing is, is he's he can he can finish as he showed, you know, in, in our promotion season before Mitro came on board. But ever since then, you know, and then a little bit in the Premier League. But yeah, he's just a bit of a hothead and just unpredictable. I feel like by now he would have established that. And I feel like the guys who have come on. Um, like Knockhart and Caballero, just as a direct comparison, like I feel like they've kind of set the bar, and I don't think uh, AK is is near that bar. Yeah, I I agree with you. What about you, Matt Arthur? Is there a route back in for for Abu? Um, yeah, I I also agree with you to an extent. We obviously don't know what goes on behind the doors. Obviously, Kamara has kind of this bad boy person that persona that everyone assumes he has that he misbehaves that he's lazy he fights yoga instructors or whatever happened um but you know saying that i think he's a youthful player to have um behind cavalero and knockout i would probably say he's probably our next best winger second or fourth best if we're including bobby reed as a winger so I think it's a very i think he's a useful asset to have you know i'd rather him come on than aita or cabana to be honest because kamara He's unpredictable, but he's more of a game changer than other options that we have, I think. Yeah, I'll take your point. Okay, well, three points are in the bag. Reasonable performance as well. It's time to give Scott Parker a rating. Matt Lampert, what would you give Scott Parker out of 10 for the the, the overall performance against Blackburn? I have to give him, I think an eight is a solid one. And I think the fact that he... Brought in Arter, uh, Harry Arter, right away. I think was was a real key. I think he proved that we can have a defensive midfielder kind of sitting in front of the back line. And the fact they also made the decision in uh, you know in putting Reem and Mawson uh, together, and then from there just kind of letting the boys work. I, I think I think it's going to take a lot of work to get the ball played out of the back the way they're doing with those goal kicks and the fact that they did it you know he mentioned in his post interview that just no fear and be brave and I think you know that kind of reminds me of Slav's mentality how he used to approach things and so I'd have to give him an eight because the results you know showed and and the players were up for it and and they were playing um, you know up to the level that I think is going to satisfy him so yeah eight out of ten for me. Fantastic okay and what about you Stato? I'd, I'd give him a solid seven, I think. We got the win. We got a clean sheet. Um, we played some nice football. I don't think we were at our scintillating best. I think we're still a bit shaky, but I guess that will come um, with time. I think he's still trying to figure out what his best 11 may be, particularly now we've got quite a few deadline day deadline day signings coming in. I think putting Ream and Morrison together so early on was a so early on in the season is a good move because I think they're probably our best centre-back pairing and to get them together early on as compared to last year where we were chopping and changing so much um, is a good move and I hope you know, we kind of stick with that back four for most of it. It's got a bit of work to do with sorting out the midfield but I think, yeah, just a, a good performance and I think it can only improve from here. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with 
everything you both just said, but I, I'd also give them a seven as well. I, I think there's still room for improvement, but you can't argue with uh, with two nil and three points. Okay, great stuff. That covers Blackburn then. Let's go and have a quiz. Fulham. All right, guys, so it's Danny Boy's quiz. Listeners at home, you can score a maximum of 26 points and both of the co-hosts here can score a maximum of 17 points. All right, so round one. It's the 50-50 focus challenge. It sounds exciting, but it isn't. We have two sets of questions for you. All questions are 50-50 choice, and it's based on Huddersfield versus Fulham. Okay. Question number one. Which club was established first, Fulham or Huddersfield? Matt Lampett. Fulham. And what about you, Matt Arter? Were Huddersfield formed before 1879? I'm going to say, no, they weren't. Fulham came first. That's a point to both of you. Fulham were established in 1879 and Huddersfield 1908. Good stuff. Okay, question number two. This is coming to you first, Matt Arter. Lewis Mm -hmm. Boa goes down in history as the man who scored the goal to take us to the Premier League for the first time when he scored the winner at Huddersfield in the 2000-2001 season. With a score poised at one all, it was yet another dramatic late winner just days after Sean Davis' goal at Blackburn. What minute did Boa Morte score in? Oh, is it the eighth, is it, it's multiple choice, so is it the 85th minute or the 89th minute? Um, 85th. Okay, and Matt Lampitt, 85th or 89th? I just did a video on this too the other day. Uh, I shouldn't. I, I think it's the 85th. Both correct again. Two points Ooh. each. It was the 85th minute. Well done. Okay, question number three. Which club did Oliver Norwood make more appearances for? Was it Fulham or was it Huddersfield? Matt Lampett. Fulham. Okay, and Matt Arter? Uh, Huddersfield. That's a point to Matt Arter. He made 41 appearances for Fulham and 90 for Huddersfield. That puts Matt Arter into the lead. 3-2. Well done. Okay. Question number four. Remember penalty gate at the Cottage last season? Of course you do. But can you remember why Fulham were awarded a penalty in the first place? Was it handball or shirt pulling? Matt Arter. I think it was shirt pulling. Okay. And Matt Lampett? I think it was handball. Matt Lampett has equalised. It's it three handball. all. It was handball. <laughs> three all. Okay. Next question. So this is question number five. Which club made more signings this summer? Matt Lampett. Uh, was it Fulham or Huddersfield? Fulham. Okay. And Matt Arthur? Fulham. That's no points for either of you, I'm afraid. Oh. And and I don't know if Danny means for me to read this out, but I'm going to read it and read it out anyway because it made me laugh. Huddersfield made more. Don't worry about the figures. Huddersfield just made more. Okay, take my word for it. Because <laughs> different sites state different figures, but they all have Huddersfield having more. End of. <laughs> okay. Question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Question number six. In the uh, in the match where, in which Fulham beat Huddersfield to gain promotion in 2000-2001, two 
Who scored Fulham's other goal? Was it Barry Hales or Louis Saha? Um, Matt Lumpett. Uh, Barry Hales. Okay, and Matt Arter? Uh, Saha. It was Louis Saha. It was a penalty. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, question number seven. Who scored more set pieces last season, Fulham or Huddersfield? Matt Arter. Oh, well, Huddersfield barely scored any goals, but then we barely scored set pieces. Um, I was going to say Huddersfield purely for the fact that they scored a set piece against us. <laughs> they did, yeah. Okay, and what about you, Matt Lampett? Who scored more set pieces, Fulham or Huddersfield? Trying to think who could even... We didn't have many goal scorers, neither did they. I'm going to say Huddersfield. You're both correct. That's yeah. a point each. Did we even score um, a set piece last year? <laughs> well, we apparently we scored five. What? Um, Huddersfield scored nine. The penalties count as a set piece. I, they must do, surely. Yeah, <laughs> um, Fulham scored the least set pieces in the entire league and Huddersfield were the lowest scorers overall. Okay, uh, question number eight. This is the last question of this round. In 68 meetings in all competitions, incredibly, the clubs are only separated by one goal. Both teams have won 25 each, and there's been 16 draws, with one side scoring 94 goals in total, the other 93. Who's got the slight edge? Matt Lampett. Is it Fulham or Huddersfield? Fulham. And Matt Arter? I'd also say Fulham. You're both right. Fulham have got 94, Huddersfield have got 93. Mm. Okay, that's the end of the first round, and Matt Arter leads by six points to five. Oh, yeah, (laughs) super close, super close. Okay, so round two, this is Focus Fortunes. You both get five guesses. Last season in the Premier League, Slavs Fulham lost the battle of the shittest in a 1 0 defeat at the John Smith Stadium. The other 10 players who started for the White. Sorry, I'll read that bit again. Mitro led the line, but who were the other 10 players in the starting lineup? And I'm going to come to you first, Matt Arter. Uh, Sergio Rico. Rico is correct. One point to you. Matt Lampett. Andrew Schuller. Uh, that is a point to you. Schuller is one of them. Correct. Matt Arter. Uh, Fosu Mensa. <laughs> TFM. Correct. Point to you. Tom Kearney. Tom Kearney did play, correct. That's another point to you. Uh, Matt Arter. Um, did Vieto play? Are you asking me or are you telling me? Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Vieto you, get, you get a point. Well done, yeah. mate. Good stuff. And Matt Lampett. Um... I want to say Seri. Seri, you get a point for Seri as well. Well done. Okay, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Matt Arter. Alright, so Fossey Mensa yeah. head right back, left back, left back. Sess? Correct, you get a point for Sess. Well done, mate. And Matt Lampett? Oh. Uh... Did a doy? God, you two are on fire, eh? Well done. So that is four guesses each. This is your last guess, Matt Arter. You've got full marks so far. Okay. You are missing 
two and players between you. Micho and Vieto up top. Kenny was playing. Seri was playing. So was it either K-Mac or Anguisa? That would have been defensive mid. I'm going to say Anguisa. You've got a point for Anguisa. Yes. Well done. I <laughs> well think, done. if I remember correctly, I think um, K-Mac came on and then went off again injured. Did it? Um, I think he might have done, yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, okay, Matt Lampett. You've got one guess left. Oh. Uh, Centre back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it? Oh, no. Uh, I want to say Martin. Uh, sorry, mate. Oh, Maxime Lamarchand. No. Yeah. Down to Maxime. Uh, it was oh, a yes. Dorian Maxime Lamarchand. Is that really who we had? Yeah, it was, yeah. So the full lineup was Rico, Rico, Sessignon, Lamarchand, Adoy, Fosu Mensa, Anguisa, Seri, Kearney, Vieto, Scherler, and Mitrovic. McDonald and Christie came on at half time. Johansson came on in the 65th minute. Joe Bryan was injured. So there you go. That's why I started putting Marchand and Adoy together. So Matt Lambert, you have nine. Matt Lampett, you have nine points. Right. And Matt Arthur, you have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven points. And we're going into the last round, which is the guess the player round. Um, so if you get it, or if you get the player from the first fact, you get eight points. From the second fact, you get seven points. Third fact, six points. Blah, blah, blah. All the way down to fact eight, where you get one point. Okay, so we get straight into it. Um, fact number one. He is 28 years old. Shout your name out. Shout your surname out if you want to guess. Arthur. Go on. But, but hang on. Oh. If you guess, then you only get one guess, so you're frozen out. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. Are um, you, sure you, you sure you want to use up your guess on he is 28 years old? Okay. Undo, undo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fact number two, he's a midfielder. All right. Fact number three. I'm going to guess. He, Go on, go on, Matt. 28. I just looked at this too the other day. Uh, Tom Kearney. Okay. Tom Kearney, you're frozen out. Frozen. Okay, so fact number three, he made eight appearances for the club. <sighs> <laughs> fact number four, he is best known by his first name as opposed to his surname. Fact number uh, five. Arthur. Okay, go on. Josebed. Okay, you're frozen out with Josebed. Fact number five, he signed in 2016. Fact number six, to date, Fulham are his only club outside of Spanish soil. Oh. Fact number seven, oh. he was the first Spanish player to play for the club. Fact number eight, he currently plays for Celta Vigo. Matt Arso, you are correct. Josebed <laughs> Sanchez Ruiz. Well done, oh, mate. man, the myth, the legend. Top, He's the best. top marks to you. Um, Congrats on winning with Joseph Bird. That's excellent. Good stuff. So the the plaudits go to Matt Arthur this week. Well done, mate. All right, that's the end of the show this week. Us three Matts will be back on Thursday to look ahead to Friday night's match at Huddersfield. In the meantime, remember to check us out on fullandfocus.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast via all your usual channels. If you like what you hear, give us a cheeky little five star rating on your podcast app of choice. 
Thank you to the Mats for joining me this week and to you for listening. And remember to bask in the glory of the White's lovely three points this week. Cheers. Yeah.